Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Viktor Frankl, the famous Holocaust survivor, said, Between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. You see, resentment is actually the emotion of destiny, the mechanism of destiny. You have a choice. In the Old Testament, God said, I put before you life and death. Choose wisely. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is stimulus and response. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Today, I want to talk about resentment. Resentment is probably one of the most important topics that you could hear talked about, and you don't hear it talked about very much. Maybe there's a reason for it, but let's talk about it right now. What is resentment? Resentment is something that you can feel in your head. It's hard to describe, but it's not the kind of emotion that you feel down below, like when you get angry or hateful or afraid. It's an emotion that's in your head. And so I think it's very close to the soul, very close to your mind, very close to your soul. It's more of a mind emotion than it is a body emotion. You know, after you're resentful, then of course other emotions can rise. Many other symptoms can rise, but the beginning of it is resentment. What is resentment? It's the emotion of becoming but it's the emotion of becoming something not good. It's the emotion of becoming sick, diseased, troubled, disturbed, and every other bad thing that you can think of. It's the emotion of becoming sick, diseased, troubled, and disturbed, and then it's the emotion that ushers in death. That's what he, resentment is. So now you see what it, now that you know what it is, you know it's not the harmless little thing that everybody thinks it is. Emotion literally is the cause of sickness and disease and rottenness and trouble that befalls the human race because it separates us from our powers. And it is the resentment that ushers in an evolutionary process of decay and deterioration. Resentment, another way of of saying it, is that resentment tempts you to become like what you hate. I want you to to think, if you can, or imagine, that uh, somebody does something to you. Let me try to think of of a simple example. Somebody calls you a jerk. They call you a stupid jerk. And they say it with a sneer and with contempt on their face, and they say, you stupid jerk. And immediately what? Most likely you become resentful. But what is the temptation there? The temptation is to to say to them what they said to you. 
to do to them what they did to you, to do even more bad to them than they did to you, or to become just like them, doing to them and to others just like they did to you. Do you see the temptation to become like? So I want you to remember that. It's the temptation to become like just like what you hate. Now, it's the, the emotion of becoming. When you resent, it's like a switch. It's like a switch, emotional switch. One moment, you're happy-go-lucky, carefree, and innocent, and to some extent loving in that you're not hating, and then something tempts you to become resentful. And immediately you become... See, there's the word become. You become what? You become dark, morbid, negative, resistant. And you also begin to feel inferior, don't you? Because resentment is inferior. But also, you are resentful toward, you are inferior to what you resented. See, human beings were meant to overcome. Human beings were meant to triumph. That's right. Originally, the humans were to rule the earth and be ruled by God. We were not meant to be subject to disease and to famine and to war and to untoward circumstances. We were meant to be above it. We were meant to triumph over anything untoward. Do you, do you understand? So, in the Bible it says, overcome evil. Christ said, resist not evil. And Paul says, overcome evil with good. So we are to overcome. I'm a man with a microphone, so I, people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. I'm just a person, and I open my mouth and I talk. And if what I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's good. Christ overcame everything, everything that it was that was thrown at him. He overcame, and then he even overcame death. He overcame it all. And that's what humans are supposed to do. So if you follow Christ, if you take on, if you identify with him, if you identify him as the Son of God, and you take on him, then yeah, you take on his suffering, You, but you also take on his brightness. You take on his way of seeing things. And... You become a true human being, and you triumph. But now what? Now you are subject to everything because resentment is subjectivity, and it's then in the subjectivity, it's the emotion of becoming. Becoming sick, becoming dark, becoming morbid, becoming depressed, becoming angry, becoming inferior, Becoming a failure. And then 
In this failing state, this dark state, this morbid state, this state of deterioration that leads to death, in this state then you compensate. So yeah, you you put on airs, you try to act nice, you gather a bunch of knowledge, you try to accumulate things, you try to accumulate the praise and worship and approval of other people. It's all compensation. Do you understand? So now do you see that it's the emotion of also a failure, of failing to triumph, failing to express the good. See, if if you do not bring forth the good and express the good, then you are overcome, you resent, you become subject to, and then you fail. So one of the most important things you can do is to give up resentment. See it for what it is. Let it go. Don't resent. Don't hate. Let it pass. See it rising. Let it go. Don't fall for the temptation of resentment. Let it go. See, there there must be some kind of a mechanism for human beings to deteriorate, to fall from the bright nature that they were meant to have and to live forever, to fall and deteriorate and become animal and then die. There must be a mechanism. It has something to do with the mind. It has something to do with your attitude. And then your emotions. And there has to be a mechanism. One moment you're a bright-natured human being that will live forever, filled with love and light and wisdom and understanding and joy. And the next moment you're negative. You're morbid, you're depressed, you're angry, you're wanting to get even, you're wanting to become like the one that did something to you, you want to do to them as they did to you. There has to be a kind of a switch, and the switch is resentment. Now you have control over that switch. Here's the thing, you do have control over it. You don't have to throw the switch. You don't have to become resentful. You can stand back and watch it. Bear the pain. If they call you a jerk, bear the little bit of pain. It's not so bad. Bear the little bit of pain. Let it pass. But don't hate the other person. Don't resent the other person. Don't try to get even. Don't fall to the temptation of becoming like them and then doing unto them what they did to you or turning around and doing unto another what they did to you. You understand? It's a switch. Over that switch, you have control. You don't have to hate. You don't have to resent. So, watch. Become aware. Get the little meditation that I have so you can be very aware. And when these moments rise, and there's a temptation, there's something that in the past would have tempted you to, to resent, Watch it, watch it, let it pass. You understand? It's like if you're passing by something that's tempting to eat, some chocolate or potato chips or some sugary drink or something, and there it is, and it's so tempting, 
a candy bar. Let it pass. You don't have to indulge it. So, do you understand in that little moment, see, in that little moment, you indulge the resentment. You think you're really living, but you're actually really dying. Do you understand? Instead, let it pass. Feel in that moment, then feel like you're dying. Feel like they called you a jerk, and you bear the pain, and you feel like you want to hate them. You want to get even with them. You want to say something to them, but instead, you let that pass. It feels like you're dying, but you're actually living. That's the way to be human. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Viktor Frankl, the famous Holocaust survivor, said, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. You see, resentment is actually the emotion of destiny, the mechanism of destiny. You have a choice. In the Old Testament, God said, I put before you life and death. Choose wisely. So, there it is. In that space between stimulus and response, you have a choice. You can resent. You can hate. You can succumb to the temptation to become like that which you hate. Or you can stand back and let it pass. It's like passing by a candy bar. There it is. You see it. You can smell the chocolate, but you let it pass. You don't have to indulge. But look, if you indulge the resentment, if you fall for the temptation to become like what you hate, then that will be your destiny. Your destiny will be to deteriorate and eventually to die. But if you stand back and don't indulge, and then you'll feel a little bit of pain, a little bit of suffering, it's going to feel like you're dying. You deny yourself the luxury of resenting, of hating. You let it pass. You let the, you let the temptation pass. Then, in that moment, you feel like you're denying yourself something which is your due, your right. But actually... What you're doing is you're actually living. You feel, you feel like you're dying, but you're actually choosing life. But if you indulge the resentment, then it's the destiny of deterioration and death. So, get the little meditation, learn to stand back and watch. Watch. Be aware. And when that moment arises... When in the past you would have resented someone, now you watch. You let the moment pass and you're safe. And thereby, you have chosen life. You have willingly let go of the animal life of pride, the emotions of love and hate and resentment and bitterness and anger and jealousy and all of those. You let them pass and instead... You choose true life, which comes from God, as a reward for obeying Him. 
Now you understand what resentment is. Let it pass. You're listening to Shedding Shackles, helping you navigate life's challenges with poise and confidence. Now you can listen to Shedding Shackles live streaming on your phone. Simply call 518-896-1902. That's 518-896-1902. Thanks for listening. Shedding Shackles is heard on radio stations in the San Francisco Bay Area, Chico, California, and in the Inland Empire in Southern California. We rely on donations from listeners like you to keep our programming on the air. If Shedding Shackles has helped you, please make a donation so that we can continue helping others. Simply go to sheddingshackles.com and click on Donate. Hello everyone, welcome. Today I want to do what I always do, turn the microphone on and start talking. I wish there was a way that I could convey to you the secret to living your own life. Have you noticed that uh, as you go through life, you react to everything and you conform to it but you secretly hate it. Everywhere there's pressure. And no sooner has one problem ended, one pressure source, than there's another one. So what you have to learn how to do is to not react to things on the outside. And when you don't do that, you are free to respond from within. And you can grow in the light, like a plant grows in the light. The plant grows in the light and then produces good. And little stresses on the outside, like, uh, for example, you have a little plant, let's say a violet, and it produces beautiful flowers. And then, if you pluck the flowers off, after they've been around for a while, then Often the plant will produce more flowers. When a deer is stressed by the lion, it grows stronger and runs faster. So, a little stress on the outside doesn't change the identity of the plant or the animal. Do you understand? But look what happens to humans. Humans literally change their identity. Why? Why do, why, look, if you grow up, let's say you grow up in a place that's not so good. Maybe your parents fought and your dad divorced your mom and went away and things like that. Why should that change you at all? Why should that change you from being the person that you were meant to be? Why should you become bitter? Why should you become angry? Why should you become violent yourself? Why do you change The animal doesn't change, the deer doesn't change, the plant or tree, they don't change. They stay the same. Little stresses only make them stronger, make make the deer a better deer. Why shouldn't a little stress? Okay, some bad things in the neighborhood, your parents arguing, 
somebody stole your stuff, why wouldn't that make you a better you? It's because you lose your identity. You become what you hate. You become, you are made, remade in the image of your culture and of the spirit that uh, dwells in your house. An intergenerational spirit that passes down from generation to generation. And it comes through, it undoubtedly came through your mom, who hated her husband. He was a non-factor. He was weak or he was gone. And something came through her that came through grandma and great-great-grandma all the way back to Adam and Eve. It came through, and it's a false life. And this false life, sooner or later, through your reacting, through your resenting your dad, through your hating people, through your hating your mom or worshiping your mom, it got into you. And then within you, it then expresses itself. And it becomes your identity. So now you have two, you have, in a sense, you could say you have two false identities. You have everything that you've absorbed from the outside, from the peer group and everything else. And then you have this spirit, this haughty spirit that's full of hate and judgment. It's full of judgment toward people. It doesn't want to admit it's wrong. It wants worship. And it has no tolerance for innocence, no tolerance for lightheartedness. It gets inside. And as the years go by, it expresses itself more and more. And it talks to you in your mind. And it eggs you on to be ambitious, to throw away values and grab for what you can for yourself to resent other people, to judge other people, to blame other people, to puff up in self-righteousness when somebody doesn't see you in a good light or doesn't honor you or worship you. It's always there talking to you, and it misleads you. And so you, you never live your own life. Between all the pressures on the outside and the spirit on the inside, you never... Most people never live their own life. So once again, stresses only make the deer a better deer, make the oak tree a better oak tree. Why shouldn't little stresses on the outside make you a better you? Here's an example. Christ. He underwent many stresses, didn't he? People doubted him. People tried to kill him. People hated him. And ultimately, they did kill him, didn't they? And tortured him. But the stresses didn't make him change. He didn't become like those that, that, that were mean to him. If a person is bullied, they become like the bully, and they become a bully to someone weaker than themselves. If you worship or hate your mom, then eventually you become your mom. You become your mom to your own kids and do you see? You take on the identity of the gang leader. You take on the identity of your boss. Even a whole country like Hitler, Germany, took on the identity of Hitler. Everybody expressed. They were all like cells in a body, each doing its part to, to express the, the will of the 
overshadowing identity, you see? So, you don't want that to happen to you. You want to be your true self, but you don't know who you are. You don't know who you are. You need to find who you are. And who you are comes from God. Here's a hint. It comes from God when you don't hate other people, when you don't resent your father, when you don't resent your dad. When you begin to look at yourself and see something wrong with the way you are, when you begin to see that your sneaky little little games and your judgments, sneaky judgments of other people, you see something wrong with that. When you begin to see that using other people, fooling them, trying to get over on them, when you begin to see something wrong with that, then you begin to yearn and to question and to wonder about life. Wonder about the purpose of your existence. Why are you here? And you begin to search. And Christ told us that he who seeks or she who seeks will find. Knock on the door and it will be opened unto you. And then you discover the good within. What you've always known in your heart is right. Once upon a time long ago, when you watched, uh, maybe on television, you saw a hero, a noble man or a noble lady with virtue and courage. And everything that they encountered only made them stronger and better. I want you to think about that. Take, take this with you and ponder it. The heroes that you loved and the heroines that you loved Everything that happened to them made them stronger, more virtuous, more courageous, kinder, more understanding, more long-suffering, more patience. Do you see? That's the nature of a real human being. And that is how you must become. Now, you've lost, you've lost a lot of it. You've practically lost yourself. But you can refine yourself. You can refine, or to put it another way, you can refine your, your parents' spirit. Go about your life quietly. Work with your hands. Be a mom, a dad, a student, whatever. And ponder and wonder about life, and you will find your way. Now, I want you to go to my website and get the meditation. Give it a try. It's free. It's free. And my website is SheddingShackles.com, SheddingShackles.net, or SheddingShackles.us. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.